Um, so, today's going to be a special morning because we got both the Bassans on the stage. We're going to do offering at the end because we want them to share first. And so let's give them a big, 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 big welcome this morning for Dave and Albie. Come on. She's just got on the stage and she's already starting. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Now, it's been really tough for me because I've been out of church here. Not out of church, by the way. Out of just in case you're wondering, I've been ministering in other places. So, um, yeah, so it's good to be back. And the first thing I want to tell you is nothing like your home. Hey? When, when you're at home, you know you're at home. And this morning when the worship started, not to say anything bad about any other church or their worship, each to their own, but there's nothing like being in Kingdom Light strength. Yeah, it was, it's so awesome. It was just so blessed to be here this morning. The mark of a prophet, of a prophetic person, is sometimes marked in the actions they do, not, not necessarily in the, word, the words they prophesy, but sometimes a prophetic action by a prophet is like looked upon by everybody going, what? Is he crazy? What does he think he's doing? You know? And then it happens, and then you realize that the anointing is on it, and there's something happening in the air. When he said he wanted to play church bells, I looked at him and I went, hmm. Fortunately, it's my son, and I know his prophetic stance, so I, 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 I was prepared to go with him. At, at, at the moment that he said it, it was there, but it wasn't there for me. Claudia, the same. She looked at him and went, mm-mm. He's lost it. Did you feel the anointing this morning? It's, 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 it's in the action of a prophetic act that sometimes something takes place. A, a, a thing is opened, a thing is broken open, and something takes place in that moment. Um, we're living in a day and age where, and we have nothing, and just share a testimony with you about a um, Muslim man that walked in here on Wednesday night during prayer. And he's here in South Africa doing a diving course, and he walked past the gate, and we were praying, literally, for people to be drawn by the Spirit in, in other services, on other Wednesday night. He walked into the church, he walked around, and this was his testimony. The moment he walked through the door, he felt the presence of God. And he, and, and he was touched by it, and he came and spoke to us about that. So... You, you know, it, it was absolutely marked when he came up to us and said, you know, um, he actually asked the question like this. He said, so when are the lectures? <laughs> he, he was so touched. He was in tears. He said, so when are the lectures? And I understood what he meant. He doesn't understand to use the word sermon or preaching or services because those are like Christianese to us. We understand it, but to them they don't. He said, so when are the lectures? We said on Sunday morning at 8 and at 10. And he said, I'll see to that I come one morning. Come on, come on, come on. I don't know about you, but that is, that is the thing that we, that we like talking about. Um, happy birthday, you two. On the same day, on another day? Different, okay. Because I just want to introduce my veggie friend. <laughs> we were talking on Friday night on the pizza. We were talking on Friday night. You must take the mic. We were talking on Friday night at the pizza night, and I was sitting talking to them, and um, Stu was saying how he worked for a company at one stage that was doing vegetarian, and we're not going to get into the reason why we were talking about it, something to do with the pastor of the house and stuff. We're talking about vegetarian and eating healthy and all kinds of things, and he said he saw the ingredients that went into veggie patties, and he said, no, there's, there's no way. And we were, we were talking about it, and then... What is your name, sir? 
Chloe, Chloe, forgive me. You see, that's why you need to introduce yourself in church. So Chloe is sitting talking to us on, on, on Friday night, and she said, and then I invited my veggie friend, and dad had to eat a wrap. He said he fell in love with it. He started eating it as often as possible. You know, like, I mean, it's not that bad. Hello? That's why sometimes, you know, church is not that bad. You need to find out about church. Church is good. So this is my veggie friend. She's actually my wife. Um, we've been married for... We hope. Huh? We hope you might. I'm your wife. <laughs> we've been... <laughs> yeah, we didn't. Like a couple, they, they um, we got married. The pastor filled in the form. They never went to collect the IDs or anything like that. And they thought they were happily married. And then like 20 years later, something crazy, she actually went to do it and found that the pastor, for some unknown reason, had never, had never lodged the papers. So they were living together all these years, 20 years. The paperwork had never been lodged. They were so, but we are married. Okay. Anyway, so very quickly this morning... Um, from the beginning of the year, as an intro, um, Albie was impressed by the song. You know the song, The Blessing? Okay? Um, so we're not going to play it because we're like not allowed to and we can't do it in what's saying, But go and listen to The Blessing by Carrie Job, is it? Yeah, and and the, the Hillsong group. Um, and in it, the numbers, and we're going to read that now, is, is pronounced. The blessing is pronounced on the people by the priesthood. And then it goes on to say, may your family and your children and your children's children unto a thousand generations, which is quoting another scripture. He said, those who hate the Lord are cursed to the third and fourth generation in the Old Testament, okay? He said, but, but we stop reading that because it's mentioned in a number of places. And now we talk about the curse to the third and fourth generation. But what we don't understand is there's another part to that scripture, and I think it's Exodus 20 that says, but to those... Those that love the Lord, can I see how many people love the Lord in this place this morning? But to those that love the Lord, unto a thousand generations. Now this is my testimony to you today, is that when I came to know the Lord, my brother and I were literally the only people in our household that loved God, that came to be born again and love God and, and be going to church. The family, like my mom used to go to church regularly to a, like a, you know, that old type church. Anyway, I'm not going to mention denominations this morning. She, she would go and she loved the Lord. But the thing, the thing was, there was no continuation in that, in the, in the household. Today, literally in our Basson clan family, there are very few of the cousins, of the cousins, cousins, whatever, that do not know Jesus and are not going to church and are born again. And, and it works this way. To a thousand generations is not just this way. It worked in my life. It worked backwards this way because my dad got saved and he got baptized at the age of something like 70 in winter. My dad baptized in winter. You don't understand. I grew up with him. I lived with him. He wasn't a confessing agnostic or atheist, but he used the Lord's name in vain continually and never went to church, not even on Easter and Christmas. For him, after my mom passed away, to meet a woman who, so was a woman, eh? Okay, to take him to church and he get baptized at 70 in the middle of winter? Come on. You know, there's something about that. All right. So, she started getting up in the morning and she started confessing blessing over the family. And out of that song, because it was like a season, that song was repeated every single day, every single moment. If you heard it, it was in church. If you heard someone was singing it, if you heard it, it was, on, on, it was posted on, you know, like one of the social medias, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing. And she started getting up in the morning and, and maybe you can just talk a little bit about that. Just from there. This is Anshil. Come over. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Um, I realized that if we do not speak the blessing, there is no blessing. He says it's in the mouth of his people. Just like when they went around the, uh, what do you call that? The, the walls of Jericho. They had to be quiet first and to see what is going to happen. And they walked around the walls and around the walls. And eventually they screamed. 
and the walls came down. Exactly like that. You have to get all the scriptures. Try and get as much as possible scriptures and start to read it over your family. I saw many changes already. I'm seeing that every day. I still do it. I open, I've got a big window, and I look over the strand and the sea and all the people. And I start to say, and I say, I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. I bless this city. I bless the people. I said, you will come to where the Lord's name is really uh, being preached. You won't land up in places where it's not. You will come to the right churches. There's quite a few churches in this, in this area and places. And we call them. I call them to the, to the word of God. I call them to things. And it lies in your mouth. Sean um, last week did a teaching of, um, what was it again? The, um, the sons of God, and he had the difference. Yar getalle, what is this? Sorry, ek is a boerkie. Ek is a klein boerkie. Yeah, the different generations, and he, he marked it down, and I realized as I sat there that this is the body of Christ lying on its back. All the dispensations, everything in Christ, and here is the head. And where are we at the moment? We're moving into the head. And there's the mouth. We've got to start speaking, and we've got to start doing these things. But now, um, sometimes we say to the husband, We do that. We tell the husband, You know, you keep... It's stupid. <laughs> and you want a new dress, and you want this, and you want that. But if you start to speak the things of God... I mean, we speak a lot of stuff. I can talk lots of rubbish. This morning, earlier, I told him a, about, a joke about a chicken and a fish. He didn't think it was so funny, but I thought it was very funny. <laughs> the fish said, please kill me, because somebody thought I had a battery in my tail. And the fish said to the man that walked past, he says, please kill me, because I don't want to die as a battery chicken. So, <laughs> I want to die as a fish. <laughs> You see a fish and the eyes is calling you. Sorry, um, no, I didn't mean that. But you've, we've got to start speaking the word of God and bring it out. And all the things that's happening around you, um, sometimes it looks like it's going backwards first before it goes forward. And this morning we were standing in the church and I said, Lord, I bless this place. When short started to ring the bells, I said, I bless. Just put up your hand for a moment. I bless, I bless this church. I bless my sister next to me, my brother my next brother to me. me I bless you. I bless you. I speak peace upon you. I speak love upon you. I speak breakthroughs upon you. Breakthroughs like never before. I speak it over this congregation. You will be running in here and say, look what has happened to me. I see through the doors in the spirit how they will Amen. run in and say, look Amen. what's happened to Amen. me. Amen. Because the revival cannot come Amen. if there's no finances. Amen. And you are the financiering organization that's going to bring the money in so that God can reach every soul that has to come into Amen. the word. Amen. So, um, am I on? I am on. The... The, the situation is, while we were worshiping this morning, I was thinking about the true sense of intercessory prayer. The true sense of interceding is actually understanding a need, understanding something, and then going after God. So, Albi had a number of encounters in that time, and one of them was Jacob and Esau, okay? So, Jacob contended... Okay? He contended. It means it's like a fight. It's like pushing in and not letting go. Jacob contended. Now many of the things that we see in the Old Testament are shadows and types. They are, are something we can look at and then if we want to go and see this principle further played out, we need to go and read the rest of the Bible. We need to go and have a look. Is the principle that I'm seeing here, is this that I'm experiencing here, is this the rest of the Bible? Is this New Testament? 
Is this something that Jesus taught? Is this something that, that we can see? And the spirit of intercessory prayer, the spirit of interceding for one another, is knowing that there's a promise in the book somewhere. All right? In this case, blessing. Say blessing. blessing. Don't be scared to say it. Say blessing. And to see blessing as something that God desired for his people. He blessed us. Ephesians 1 verse 3, and we're going to get to it this morning, says, He blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. Now I'm blessed and you're blessed. But we don't always see the blessing in our life. We have to become like Jacob. Okay, so speak about Jacob and Esau for me. Okay. Esau was um, a man of the felt. And he did not worry much about the blessing because he, when Jacob was after the blessing and he was actually following and knowing, knowing exactly what Esau was going to do. He know Esau was going to be in the felt and he's going to be hungry. So what he did, he was after the blessing. He wanted to steal the blessing from his brother. Even That's how serious he was. was serious. <laughs> he did not. If you want something really bad, if I really want something bad, I make plans, boy. And, you know, a woman's plans are good plans. Where's my so, wallet? Yeah. <laughs> He's always looking for his wallet, but it's always gone. But um, he made a plan, and he waited for him to come past, and then he offered him some soup for his birthright. Now, Esau, the Lord showed me that Esau did not think much of his birthright. He, it was so on him. He was so born with it. I mean, do we sometimes not act the same? You know? What is our birthright? We were born it's again of, of, G, of Jesus. Jesus. And we were born again. It's, it's, we're a child of God. Do we actually know what it is to be a child of a living God? Amen. Amen. But are we like Esau or are we like um, Jacob? Jacob. And Jacob went and he had an encounter with an angel. And he said to this angel, you are not going to leave here. I'm sure this angel thought, I'm going to die on the earth. Never mind going back to heaven. Because this guy is not leaving me. He's just not leaving. He was on top of that angel. And he was wrestling with the angel. And he said to the angel, I will not leave you until you bless me. He kept on and on. And, and the Lord said to me, I want my children. Why are they so quiet? You know? Are they like Esau just accepting I'm blessed? But are they, uh, uh, don't they want an encounter with me? You know? He says, I want you to talk to me. I want you to wrestle me. Say, hey, Lord, it's me. Every time God opens the door, he says, what are you doing here again? You know, it's like you've got to mm. come all the time. Mm. You've got to mm. be like, like, like Jacob. Jacob was a bedrier. I don't supplanter. know what. A supplanter. A supplanter. A supplanter. Yeah. He planted a lot of trees, but supplanter. He planted it out. But he went for it. And we have to go for the blessing because we're in the stretch. Are becoming, it's the sons of God. It's a time for the sons of God. We've got to stretch into, go into, say, Lord, what is this blessing? Mm. How can I get it? Mm. What am I supposed to do? I have mm. to sow. Do I have to do this? What must I do? Because I'm sure Jacob knew about his brother coming past, and maybe God told him because God knew that he was after something. And all the, if you read about the whole time of Jacob, he was always fighting. He was always fighting for something. And if, if his brother's going this way, he's going that way. He was always <laughs> after everything that his brother had. So it's almost like Jesus. He's after Jesus today. Mm. Everything that Jesus has, he wants. He's our brother. So, yeah. yeah well, the thing, the thing is that if you take that, that example, if you take that and you start to stretch it in, to the New Testament, then you start finding the woman who followed Jesus. Why is it in the Bible? Right? That the question is, are you hungry enough? Are you seeking enough to say to yourself, there's blessing in the Bible. I want, I want it. I don't see it in my life. I don't see it in my family. But, but the promises, I'm blessed. 
I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. If I don't see it, I've got to go and oft, oft it. And you know what? I never, I, I've learned over years not to point the finger at God and say, God, I'm not blessed. It's your fault. The first place I go and look is at me. I go to my address. I go and have a look at what I'm doing or not doing for that matter. And I say, God, show me by the Spirit why and how do I attain to the blessing? How do I get hold of what you've promised? The promise, every promise in the book is mine. The little Sunday school chorus says, every chapter, every verse, every line, every promise in the book is yes and amen to you. So you are blessed. The thing is, you've got to start confessing it. You've got to believe it in your heart. Everything, even your rebirth, comes by a belief in your heart and a confession from your mouth. There's something that has to take place. There's an action that has to be action. You can't just sit there and say, oh, well, it's going to rain blessings. Okay? It, it, and, and, and I was I'm trying to desperately remember what was going on in the Spirit as we were singing, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on as in heaven or in earth as it is in heaven. So the, there is a coming downness that needs to manifest that is heavenly. Now, I, I want to say something to you. I read in shock last night while we were preparing. I read a guy in New Zealand. That's why it was really weird that they brought me the New Zealand flag. Other than that, I'm not an all black. But anyway, they bring me the New Zealand flag and I'm going, God. I was really upset with this New Zealander last night with the things he was saying about poverty and saying that it's part of a Christian's life. And I'm going, I looked at the scriptures that the man was quoting and I realized that he was misquoting stuff. That's why Bible school is important. That's why knowing the word is important to know what is written about you and me in the Bible. And he's like saying Jesus didn't have a home. Nonsense. Jesus You've got to know when Jesus said, what he said, who he said it to, and why he said it. He was on his way to Jerusalem to be crucified. He wanted to sleep over in a certain Samaritan town. They knew he was going to Jerusalem to do some stuff, and they had another capital city. They were offended with him, and they said, walk around. That's when the two disciples said, shall we not call fire from heaven like Elijah did? And he said, shush, you don't know what spirit you have on the inside of you. Are you, are, you, are you with me? So then he quoted this. He said, foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Didn't mean he didn't have a house. It just meant the day that he was passing through Samaria and the guys stopped him from sleeping in the city, he slept outside. And sometimes there'll be times when you as a child of God on a mission trip might have to sleep under the stars. But that doesn't mean you're not, sorry, blessed. Amen? So you are blessed. I am blessed. We are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. And we're driving to church this morning, and I'm sitting thinking about that. There is no way, say this with me, there is no way, is no way. that the Word of God can create or bring poverty. I'm sorry. Whose Word is it? It's God's Word. There is no way that the Word of God can leave you poor. Come on, you got you got to get this this morning. There is no way, whose word is it? It's God's word. Who, who is behind that word? Who is, he is actually the word. Can you put Jesus and the Father in the riches of who they are? Can you put them in poverty? So there's no possible way that I sow God and get poor. There's no ways I sow into God and stay poor. Jesus said, you will always have the poor among you. And there was a woman giving into him and breaking the alabaster box, which was a year's worth of salary, and they were upset with her. He said, the poor will always be amongst you. Because the poor, have, the, the poor poverty is a state of fallen man. Poverty is not a state of, of heaven. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? So we need to, there's certain stuff that gets robbed from us by inactiveness, that gets robbed from us by not knowing our identity and who we are and what we have. It gets robbed from us. And we can't let that stuff get robbed from us 
We need to start actioning it in our lives. Can you see what I'm saying to you this morning? Can you hear what I'm saying? That I am blessed with all spiritual blessing. God says to, 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 um, to, uh, uh, to Aaron, listen to this. Just, just listen to this. And may the Spirit of God give you ears of hearing this morning to hear some stuff. It says, and the, um, speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying on this wise, you shall bless the children of Israel. Hello? You shall curse the children of Israel? No, you shall bless the children of Israel. <laughs> saying unto them, the Lord bless thee. What? The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious, full of grace, unto thee. The Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. They shall put my name Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you and run this morning. You've got to get something this morning. You've got to get something this morning. I will put my name upon them. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Okay, it's talking about the people of Jerusalem that didn't receive Jesus, it's Matthew 23 somewhere, and he said, I will not visit you again until you quote this, which comes out of the Old Testament, that you speak this word, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But in the meantime, Jesus has gone to the cross, he's paid the price, and he's given the open invitation for you and me to become his children. And being a Christian, Christian, first called Christians in Antioch, christ iron, meaning Christ-like, to be a Christian, to be someone who has the name of the Lord placed upon you and called upon you, blessed are you when you come in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he or she who comes in the name of the Lord. So here's me and Albie, we're going to go and do business this morning at a place, and we say before we leave the house, we look at one another and we say, you're blessed. And she said, you're blessed. Why am I blessed? Because I'm in and under and the name of the Lord is written upon me. Now I'm going to go and do business. I'm going to go and give a quote for a job or something. Before I enter into that place, I have called something upon the two of us as Christians. We are blessed because we come wherever we go. Buy groceries, go to the mall, whatever. Because we come in the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is upon us. It has been put upon us. So blessed are we. And that was another thing that God gave her. In this week or this month when she was saying, from, actually from the beginning of the year, blessing. I bless you. I bless my husband. I bless my children. I bless the church. She'd get up in the morning and she would call the blessings of God. And then because of the song and because of the blessing, she started looking for the promises. And one by one, the dreams started to come. The first one was, was uh, um, I, um, uh, Jacob, who, by the way, became Israel. Because Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the blessing came from Abraham through Isaac to Jacob, who then wrestled and contended with God and said, I need a blessing. And the blessing turns around and becomes, he becomes another name. Remember what the angel said? He said, I'm going to change your name. The angel of the Lord, and by the way, it was like he was wrestling with God himself because the angel of the Lord, he said, I will not let you go, God. Come on, come on, let's get really honest with each other. I will not let you go, God, until I'm blessed, until I receive what is mine. Guys, you've got to get serious. You've got to be like, he said, there's a, he, he, Jesus himself tells a parable. He said, there was a guy who had visitors, 
And he said he went to his friend's house and knocked on the door and said to him, will you give me bread? I've received visitors from far. And the guy said, I'm already in bed. Jesus telling the parable, I'm already in bed. And my children are with me. I'm not going to open for you. He said, will he open for him? He said, because of his importunity, because of his constant knocking, because he knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked and said, I need bread for my visitors. He said, he will surely get up because of the constancy, because of the contending. You have to look around you and ask yourself, where, and I'm, I feel the Spirit of God on me right now, where are the prayers of my grandmother? Where are the prayers of my grandfather? Where are the prayers and the prophecies upon our life? And you've got to get to the place where you stand in the gap and you say, Lord, this is what intercession is all about. I'm interceding. I am contending. I'm opening up heaven and I'm saying, Lord, there is a blessing for the children of God. I don't see it yet, but we're going to step into something because through us, the promise that was made to Abraham is down to us now. We are blessed with spiritual, with Abraham. He said, and that blessing is that all the nations of the world will be blessed through and by us. Come on, guys. You, you are not just, bless me, my wife, my two kids, us four, and no more. There is not God's heart for the children of God. The heart for the children of God is that the blessing will be on us that we are blessed to be a blessing i think for i think for years that um there was always never enough it's not that you you that poor but it's like you don't have enough to cover what you're supposed to cover and i think when you start to do this and you start to say i am more than what I look like. There's more. It's coming to me. I will be able to pay everything. I will be able to bless. I will be this. I will be that. I think in that, the blessing is going to start to move. It will move. Because we need the finances. People, it's not just for, for food and for things. There's millions of people. He says, we will bless the nations. Not just South Africa, the nations, the world. And now other people are sitting with it. And it's time for the church to have the money. And all the blessings. Not just, of course you're going to buy a new dress. You can do that. It's not that you can't have anything. Now you've got the same mentality. You are rich now. But I, don't have, I can't share in the riches. You share in everything that God has. My children walk into my house. They can open the fridge, they can open the cupboards, they can eat what they like, they can sleep where they like. It's their house. Same with God. It's his house. It's his people. You will be sharing in everything that he has. You'll be sharing in even being healed. Our body should not have disease in it. People, there should be no disease, but it comes through stress. Because we don't have enough. We're battling. Everybody's battling and battling, battling. Just say, I'm not battling anymore. God is my Father. And open the, the blessing. Of your mouth. The confession of your mouth. Start opening the blessing. Say, my, my spouse, my spouse, this one, he will not die. I told him he, he will be walking down the portals of God and say, Lord, here I am. He will see who's behind him. It's me. I will grab him by the little bit of hair that he has and pull him right back. To where he belongs, right next to me. And God will say, well done, Albie. <laughs> so I, I'm telling you, and this is what we have to do. But sometimes they say, I can hear man nog ladies. We'd like to give them a nice slap sometime. But not to do it. We mustn't do that. We're not supposed to do that. We have to bless him. The more he's blessed, the more you blessed. Yeah? So, um, yeah. In blessing, Genesis 22, he says, in blessing, I will bless you. Yeah. Now listen to this. Yes. I phoned Petrus at Spirit Word last week for his birthday. I think it was last week. Phoned him for his birthday and we're talking. 
and I'm asking him, like pastors normally do, how's it going? How are things going with you? And he turns around and he says to me, we surely believe that this is the year of maturity. Hasn't spoken to Sean. Listen, has not spoken to Sean. He has not spoken to me. And he might have been following on TV, but he's been preaching this from the same time we've been preaching it before we started preaching it. If you, if you hear what I'm saying. So without consulting us or looking on our Facebook, he's been preaching maturity. We've been preaching maturity. 21, you know, the key of the door, maturity and all that. He's been preaching that, all right? He said, and there's one scripture that I want to share with you. He said, in blessing, I will bless you. Who of you, who of you remember when we started the food project? And we packed out the food here every week. What was the scripture that came out? I think, I think Peter preached it once. I don't know who else preached it. Somebody said, the scripture, in blessing, I will bless you. Here's the thing. It doesn't, okay, the moment I get the 100,000, I'm going to become a blessing. It doesn't work like that. In blessing, you are blessed. It works like this. You start by blessing someone. With the smallest thing you've got, you start by blessing. And when you bless, you are blessed. Now, now listen to this testimony quickly. We, we're running out of time. Listen to this testimony quickly. I go, we've been walking since COVID and stuff. And you, you talk about, she's not joking when she said she'll come up the passage looking for me. Um, when I was admitted to hospital, when I was being put into the ambulance at the doctor's rooms where I passed out, lo and behold, Mrs. Besson appears amongst the doctors and the medical staff at the ambulance. And she just, she looked into my blue, she said, I looked into his big blue eyes and I said to him, Tommy, you are going nowhere. You will not leave me behind. You will stay well. You will live and not die. And she prophesied it over me. Come on, guys. I'm not joking. We have to start what? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Those that love us must eat it off. You cannot just sit back, fold your arms, fold your legs and say, well, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future is not out to see. No, 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 no. The child of God has life and death in his mouth. There's blessing in your mouth or cursing. But he said, I'll tell you what to choose. He said, I'll lay before you life and death, blessing and cursing. And then he said, I tell you what to choose. Choose. Sorry, choose. Within life, the abundant life of God. He said, I came the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come to give you life and life more abundant. He, he came to us and said to us, guys, choose life and blessing. Choose what you are to be and make it sure and grab hold of it. Amen? I just, I, I just want to say, so we go for a walk around the, the block. And my, my tackies... I had another pair from New York, but it, they just like sort of disintegrated. I don't know whether I bought a, a knockoff, you know, type or something or a dud. And, and eventually, before they totally disintegrated, there was a guy that came past with no shoes one morning. And I said to him, I have nothing else to give you but here, you know. So I had another pair of shoes, not quite my size. They'd like stretched into my feet, like a pair of arm, uh, uh, under armors that, that Tafara gave me. And I was using them to walk around the block with her. And I thought, I thought to myself on Friday morning, I thought, which I've been thinking a lot, Lord, it would be nice. I didn't even say the prayer. I should have actually said it, then I might have got it earlier. I thought to myself, Lord, it would be great to have a new pair of running shoes. I thought it. I came to church later on in the morning, I was sitting with 300 rand. I used part of it to get to church and to buy food for myself here at the church. I had 200 rand left in my pocket. A certain guy was visiting here when we went to the car. God said to him, give him 200 rand petrol. He doesn't even have money to get home. This is not about me, guy. Listen, this is not about me and my goodness. This is about how it works. I took 200 rand out. I gave it to him. He started to weep. I gave it to him, put it in his hand and said, bless you. He said, I can't take it. I said, you take it. 
But there was a big argument with me and God before we got to the car. Lord, I've only got 200 left and what, what, what. Anyway, I'm trying to cut the whole thing short. I give him 200, he goes. Later on in the morning, I'm sitting in a meeting and Peter comes and says, what size shoe are you? I thought, Peter, go away. What are you busy with? What, what are you, what's this? What size shoe are you? I don't know what's going on here. N- not knowing what's transpiring. So I just shoot a number at him. I'm actually nine and a half. But I say to him, nine. Later on in the day, I'm sitting talking and in comes a brother and puts down a box. What are they? Solomon's schooner. They, like, they, they look like Solomon's shoes. They got wizards. Solomon's, eh? They put down a box on my lap. I open it and it's a brand, brand new pair of Solomon's. Not just any Hiria Solomon, it's, it's the Solomon's, okay? I put it on my lap later on in the evening when I went home with the box. I looked at the size, because I've never had a pair of shoes that fit me so well. They're like, nah. They fit me absolutely. They're like gloves. I don't want to take them off. I want to sleep with them. I look at the box. Nine and a half. The size I gave him was nine. The box I got was nine and a half. God knows your shoe size. God knows what you think. God knows what you need. God's going to bless you. You say, Lord, it's taken. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sometimes it will just be a pair of shoes. Sometimes you just need a gift. They are not a need thing. They're not something I need. God knows your needs. This is a luxury. I would not at this time have asked for a pair of running shoes because it's a luxury. It's not. There are other things that other people and that we need right now. God didn't give me my need. God gave me something that was a luxury and put it on my feet. I'm trying to say something to you. I'm trying to say that God doesn't just want to supply your need. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you beyond measure. You're lost, Leanne. I'm going to be quick because the other people are coming already. <laughs> All right. The Lord showed me in a dream how a lot of us are walking with bags of seed. We, we're not even dropping one seed. You just carry your seed. You're not taking it nowhere. You're not sowing it. And if it's not sown, it can't grow. So we're walking with these bags of seed. And it's not in the ground. And he said to me, he said, Alvin, look at the platform. And here was Dave and my, my family and a lot of the ministers in the, this church are standing on the platform here. And he says, do you know that's my garden? I have planted them for you to come and eat the fruit. I've planted a tree. I've planted the tree there. I've planted the trees. He says, but you walk with a bag of seed. And you do not plant into this. He says, these are my ministers. These are the people that I've given you. He says, I've given you also a brother and a sister. I've given it to you. He says, what do you do about that? You see, if we do not plant the seeds, nothing can grow. You don't have a tree to take over. I said, Lord, I'm, I'm planting now viciously. And I'm going to plant or ever because I love fruit. And you just take the fruits off. But many times you try to take the fruit off the tree, but it's, it's not possible because you've never planted. So this is like God's garden. The whole church is like a garden. Everybody that's in here, everybody that comes in is a tree, is a flower. It's something of God. He says, you've got to plant your seeds. And it's time for you to loosen up. Loosen up. If you know of somebody that needs something, go there. Say, what do you need, brother? Do you need electricity? I've got 10 rand. Let's buy you 10 rand. 10 rand's a lot of money. For many people, it's a lot of money. And you've put 10 rand and you feel you've given something. You've put these lights on. Even if it's just for 10 minutes, that's fine. You've done something. And we have to because we're moving into the head, which is Christ. And the full man 
the Son of God, all the sons of God is going to get up. And you've got to get seed in because you'll be a giver. How will we bless a nation? We can't even bless the garden of God. How will we bless the nations? We have to have finances. And it will come through that. Okay, so this morning, the reason I had her up here was she's very prophetic. You, you, you don't actually know how prophetic this woman is. You, you have no idea. Um, because we don't, she, she likes to stay hidden. We have to literally haul her up and put her there for her to, but she's very prophetic and her dreams are very prophetic. And I thought this morning just to let her speak about blessing or my, the subject is huge. The subject is bigger than a morning. Okay. To just give you scripture for what she's just said. Mark 4 is a parable about a sower with seed and a garden. Ground. Different sorts of ground. But the parable is about the, can I hear it? The kingdom. Say the kingdom. This morning is not about Dave. If you're seeing Kingdom Light Church, if you're seeing Dave, if you're seeing a building, if you're seeing a, a work here on earth with a building, you're missing it. What you have to see is the kingdom. The, the, the Mark 4 parable is about the kingdom, and he says this. He said, if you understand this parable, it's the key to understanding all parables. Okay? So just imagine me this morning, as a sower, I've got bags of seed that are, that are destined for the ground. The ground has been prepared perfectly and completely by Jesus, first of all, and then every Sunday by your preacher, whoever that is, he's preparing the ground for you, in you and around you, for it to prosper. But if I never sow anything into the kingdom, I can walk up and down, round and round over the soil prepared in my life by the word, by preaching. I can walk all over it. But if I never sow into it, it will not produce a harvest. Have you seen some American churches where the guy's sitting in the pews and the pastor preaches something and a nugget drops in that guy's life. I, my wallet's in my, in my bag. I'll get it. When that nugget drops, let me manifest something yeah, in prophetic. Before. When that nugget drops into your life, right, it's worth something to you. All right? It's worth something to you. It, it became worth to you. It, it was life-giving. It was life-changing. Maybe you heard something this morning that's going to change your life forever. Right? Okay? What those guys do is they're sitting there and because they understand the worth of that word in their life at that moment, they react. You see a guy jump up out of the benches and he comes running to the front and he goes, while the guy's preaching. What he's just said, that's life-changing to me. That's worth a whole business to me. That, might, that word might be saving his business in that moment. He said, you know, it's, it's worth a lot more than a hundred rand, but man, wow. You're walking up and down on ground that has been prepared, which is called kingdom. But as long as you stand on the outside looking in, Everything that you have got that is seed in your life is going to fall on all. But the intent of the kingdom is to produce a hundredfold harvest. Amen? So, this man has preached in my life many times. And when he preached, I go, whoa, J.D., where did you get that? And when he does, actually the reaction should be, it's worth life to me. I can't pay for that. It's, it's worth more than, but mm. 
Nathaniel might be singing one morning, and as he's singing, the voice that he's singing with, or the thing he states is like life to me. And I go, I should actually be going and saying, oh yeah, ah, that's, that's worth so much to me. That's worth so much to me. You don't know, sometimes your smile, sometimes just a word from you, you don't know where I'm at. You, don't, you say, but you're the pastor. You don't have a cooking clue. Sometimes the pastor needs the word more than you do. And as that word comes, in that moment, it's a blessing. 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 In blessing. In the kingdom. I will bless you. So I want you to stand this morning. And I want you to take a prophetic we wanted to pray for everybody, but just take your wallet out. Take something out. Hold it that represents your life right now. Just hold it. Father, this morning, Albie and I point our hands towards this church and we bless you. We bless you, we bless you like the priesthood should bless you and does bless you with many words and many offerings and many things. We bless you in blessing. We bless you. May his face shine upon you. May there be a nothing broken, nothing missing peace in your life. We bless you in Jesus' name because you are blessed. Now you're going to take your offering this morning and you're going to make it a prophetic thing. You're going to come forward this morning and you're not sowing to us. You're sowing into the kingdom that we are all part of. And as you come and put it in this morning, I want to hear you say, for the first time aloud for some of you, I am blessed. I am blessed. Say it, say it, say it. I am blessed. Shout it. Say, I am blessed. Let the heavens hear it. I am blessed.